no doubt. TG. Talagoya. Is Talagoya in this? Yeah. So Talagoya, I work with a dude that that produced some of his, or helped uh, produce some of his music videos. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he calls himself uh, Mr. Dale Duro. How much longer do you think this guy's got left? Before he gets stuck. TG before he gets fucked up with the machine. Yeah, I think this is the Bronx. This is like Jerome Avenue. Yeah, definitely. Um, not much longer, but that's a sick jersey. That Monstars jersey? Yeah. That's Tale. Look at this fucking guy, bro. These guys have probably lived their whole life. They don't speak English. No. <laughs> Not a lick of English, dude. This Buster Rhymes. They're like, the only people that speak English around here are cops. You policia? Yeah, yeah, policia. Policia? Oh. Well, this guy knows English, huh? Oh, shit. Oh, you think you're better than me? You think you're better than me or what? But, um... Yeah, I don't know. This is all I can listen to right now. Why? What's going on? I can't listen to English music. It's just... You don't relate? It's not musical. It's not like a musical language. Yeah, I mean, Spanish is definitely sexier. What's this guy saying? He's saying you're not gang, but what are they talking about? Like, you get the little razor blades, see? I'm surprised they don't have more guns. They're just using their, they're just using the handguns. Like, finger guns. Which one's Tali Goya? Tali's the one with the stretch braids. So Tali Goya and uh, El Alpha, like the two Has ones. Has Tali like, been in it yet? Bad Bunny. Yeah, Tali was the first guy. He's in the background with the Gucci. That guy. That guy? His, that guy on the right. <laughs> Who's the little guy? I don't know. He looks like the guy they like let hang, like one of their little, one of their friends' little brothers. He's already. It doesn't matter what language. He's a rapper and he looks like that. You know he's gonna rap like this. Yeah. Ganga no. What? I mean, just to even have that stuff out in where they're, I think it's like, it's like 180th and Jerome, like 181st and Jerome Avenue. Listen to it. Like what? This is like the guy that people, this is like the guy that like the Dominicans like, oh, he's lyrical though. He's lyrical. She looks mad gay. <laughs> He's just mad gay. Like, boss, the gay dude we let in the crib. But, uh, he's in the crew, bro. He's a gay dude we let in the crew. And, like, we, yo, we got, like, mad love for our gay brothers and sisters. Yeah, man. Our I'm so progressive. I'm so progressive, man. You know what's mad funny? Like, these guys would get booked on a diversity showcase. Totally. <laughs> these guys would get... <laughs> these guys would be on every show. You see me, like... Man, I mean, like, in my neighborhood, like, I know you mean, like, progressive, like, progressive. We don't hate gay dudes, but, like, you kiss a man, like, we're going to stab you. Like. Yo, we kill you with the machete, like, you know, maricón. Like, you know, like, you dolce. You dolce, we call you dolce, dolce man. You, we call you sweet. We call you dolce. I got, I, got in, uh, I got in trouble on your podcast for that. Why'd you get in trouble on my podcast? Because <laughs> I was, like, trying to explain it, like, not necess like, necessarily, like, people that come, like, from like like brown, black, or Latino backgrounds don't necessarily want to be like have their like civil rights movement like lumped in with like the transgender like homosexual civil rights movement. Like I feel like there's two there's like two separate. You're trying to create a civil war. No, I'm not trying to create a civil war. I'm just saying like I personally like from that the intersectional like, bro. Not. And we'll come on, bro. Like, if bro you to, think we intersect? You go to like India or whatever. Like those like those people. <laughs> Look, those people. 
Like, but no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, they, like, yeah, you want to ask, so you book a diversity, you book a diversity showcase, and you're like, oh, like, yeah, like, civil rights for, like, everyone wants equality. Like, I, I think in general, like, those people, like, the black, Latino, uh, you know, brown communities don't necessarily want to be represented by people that are homosexual or transgender. Yeah, they don't want to. Or have, or, like, or, so then I guess you could say that the homosexual or transgender communities, they don't even want to be lumped in together. And because the, tra- the the transgenders would be calling all like you know like I don't know like cis homosexuals or whatever or like someone that's like uh, like conforms to like the gender they were born with that happens to be gay they don't want them in the same they don't group. want to subscribe to that and then the Dominicans don't want to be uh, mad gay yeah the Dominicans don't want to be gay even though they wear look at that shirt Yo, they, they dress so gay he's wearing like a banana it's like made out of banana leaves Tali Goy is dressed it's very Tali Goy is dressed like he's shopping for fucking tight jeans and Soho yeah 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 but I mean I don't know. They don't want. They don't. They don't. They don't want to be necessarily like the same. He's just they're like the Tim, same group. He's just like they would Tim all be. Bo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, like a fucking big old Tommy Bahama hat. They don't like want to be in the same group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel but like I guess. I guess my whole problem is I'm saying they. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's that's just how I feel. I guess. Yeah. No. It's a good start. Probably like an example of my privilege. Don't change me. I made sweet. things really uncomfortable in uh, on your podcast. podcast. So. Uh, well. I don't think it's gonna get released. Fucking uh, yeah, Dolce means sweet. Dolce means sweet. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. There's always something that's so, that was so cool to me that like when when like um like Latinos like when they get mad like they just like like there's like a different version that they they're they're like allowed to be or like even for like black people it's probably the same for for anyone that has like some sort of like ethnic background that's like not really like a white thing like if a white person gets mad like we don't just like get more white. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. Yeah, you don't... Well, no, you can. Like, those fucking white ladies that get mad and then call the cops and the people, like, barbecuing in the park. Yeah, yeah, but that's, like, not... That's, that's, that's definitely white people getting more white. But it's, like, that's, like... They're, like, externalizing their anger to be, like, well, if that's the case, you know, you're violating section 103B. Like, that's the... That's, the it's that's like, the white version of, like, a, a Hispanic dude, like, just, like, yelling in Spanish at somebody. Oh, you're saying like he he really gets he gets like he gets you on your not like you like saying if you see a calm Dominican guy in the street you might not even know he's Dominican but if you see an angry guy in the street who's Dominican you're gonna know he's fucking Dominican. Yeah, well, not only that, but they have like two they they have like two settings. You know what I mean? Dominican level one. Oh, like you know you're like you're fucking with me. You fuck, I don't appreciate. It. And then they go to that next level where they start actually speaking Spanish. You know, they start saying. Like you, like you don't want to like fuck with the wrong person. Like yeah, you don't yeah, know who yeah, you're yeah, fucking yeah. with. Then all of a sudden they be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they have like the next setting. Dolce. Yeah, yeah. Dolce. Oh, you call you Dolce, bro. You call you Dolce. Sweet. Good line. It's a good line. Um, but yeah, there's a two settings for white people. Don't have that. So I guess I, the only thing I have I culturally appropriate is that I I speak in Spanish when I get really upset. Yeah, we got yeah we got the I culturally appropriate. I took it. We went to a pizza shop in Greenwich Village. It also sells two dollar beers with uh, us and we didn't need those gig. beers. We did not need those beers. And we were in there, and this guy, like, uh, these two girls sitting down. There's, like, a chubbier one and a kind of cuter one. But the chubby one's not bad looking. And then this guy comes by, and he's hitting on, like, the hot chick. And the hot chick doesn't want anything to do with him. And he's, like, he's, like, fatter than his friends. His friends are, like, kind of good-looking dudes. So they already went to the counter to order the pizza. And it's a kind of chubby, like, guy is, like, hitting on this hot chick. And she's, like, not like a, feeling him. a watermelon him. polo oh, yeah, has, like, watermelon slices, slices on oh, it. Oh, yeah. He thinks this is, this is going out. This out is his night. This is his big night. Yeah. And he's uh, clearly already, it's, like, late. So he's he's striked out many times. 
yeah, and he's yeah. taking one last swing with the girl at the two dollar beer pizza shop. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, yeah. "Yo, man, we." Like, and she doesn't like whine any of them, but he's like hovering over the table. He won't leave. He's just like, "Yo, bro, I mean, like, bro, like, you just gotta say, like, bro, like, how do you know I'm not the man for you, bro? Like, and he's like, keeps saying that she like won't leave, and then finally, like, the, the chubbier girl goes like. She doesn't want to fucking talk to you. She doesn't want to fuck you. You're not going to go home with her. Just go get your pizza. Please leave us alone. And something clicked in this. He just goes, you're just saying that because you're fat and worthless and no one will love you. He like snapped. He had no defense. No, he literally, and he didn't, he didn't even, like I've never seen someone so perfectly embody the phrase zero to a hundred. Like he literally immediately was like, you're a worthless pig who no one loves. Basically, that's what this guy was saying. Yeah, it went so hard and we didn't even like snap back at that. We kind of were just like laughing at him and rolling our eyes and our buddy Gay was real drunk and the guy finally walked to the counter. I wasn't even expecting Gabe to say anything. I was like, whatever, I'll just watch this tablet. Yeah, Gabe's super calm and like quiet. And the girl goes, What guy? What's that guy's problem? And Gabe goes, Gabe literally just goes like this, like lean back in his chair all drunk. He goes, His problem is he's sore from taking it in the ass. And the guy literally like stands up and fucking like he's like about to fight us, like comes at us. And Tim and I stand up like we're about to back up Gabe because Gabe's 110 pounds and blackout drunk. Yeah, Gabe's Gabe is malnourished. He probably has a second setting though. He's brown. Yeah, Gabe definitely Mm -hmm. fucking talks in what like Eritrean or something. Oh, he's Brazilian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Brazilian. He fucking yells in Portuguese. His, His sarcasm was. I wasn't expecting him to say anything. No, Gabe would usually be like, oh, fucking guy sucks, like, under his breath. I didn't expect him to scream. He takes it in the ass. He been turntable that night, so. Yeah. Gabe was fired up. Gabe had that Koreatown fucking... So he yelled at that, that, he yelled at that kind of chunky kid. He yelled at that chunky kid kind of rushes us. Tim and I stand up to back up Gabe. And Tim I went out immediately. go all in. Tim immediately. You gotta go all in. <laughs> The conversation is occurring. Go all in. No. He was wearing a flannel. He rips the flannel off. And I, somehow I ended up holding the flannel. Like, I think you ripped it off and I must have, like, caught it in the air. Yeah. And just put it on my shoulder. And Tim's got, a, of course, like, a wife beater. Like, it was really like you, like you changed into the outfit for the moment immediately. Yeah. It was, it felt it was like, a quick costume Like, change. he went from having, like, kind of, like, well-looking hair, like, nice-looking hair. Yeah, and I a nice up. I had a flannel on. and, like, and a, then like, an I'm talking within, within, like, a second. It looked like you went to a changing room. Yeah. Your hair looked crazy, and you had a fucking white feeder on. Yeah, and you yeah. started screaming, and you're like fucking tato, tato, like screaming because he knew the guy was Dominican. He's screaming at him in like Dominican slang. I didn't even know what I was. I was like tato, que lo que, bro, fucking. I was like, bro, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, bro, you ain't from around here, bro. I've been to La Marina. I've been to La Marina, which is like La Marina is like some club in like Dykeman. It's like maybe like the most dangerous Dominican spots in the fucking in the Bronx and shit. This guy's immediately scared. He bounces His boys come back in And like apologize for him And Tim leans over to me While the guy's like Talking like Sorry buddy He's like drunk And stuff He goes Listen bro I ain't never been In a lot more <laughs> He's like bro I've never even been, been, never been, been to a lot more arena Bro fuck that shit <laughs> And it's funny, he's like, he's really, he's like, I'm sorry, man. Like, he's like, I'm from Chicago. He like looks around. He kind of like basically like looked back and forth, but he was looking at like the entire city of New York. He goes, I'm from Chicago. What's going on around here? He's like, you're in the village, bro. Like, welcome, welcome to hell on earth, right? And Tim just goes, Tim goes, bro, this guy's not bitter like his boy. And a guy had a nice haircut. He goes, look at that fade, bro. This kid gets mad pussy, bro. <laughs> He's like a little chunky guy. He, the, the, the bro's mad. He's like, like, your boy's mad fat. <laughs> I 
difference. I mean, like, I'm not, like, I've gained a little weight, too, but, like, this kid, he was a little huskier. No, so. he was definitely It's just interesting to see, like, him spit the game. And, like, you could tell, like, when he was, like, going to talk to this girl, he in the back of his head, he's like, dude, I really just hope that this fat girl doesn't say anything. Yeah, more than he wanted to fuck the hot girl, he wanted to snap off on the fat chick. Yeah. He was so mad at her, dude. He was literally like, you're a worthless pig without No love. one loves you. No, no one, one yeah, he said you. no one loves you. Something like you're a worthless fat pig. Like, it was like literally, he went so hard. Yeah. It was like something you'd say if like, like you're fucking, I don't even. It's, it's like, like if you got like pushed in the sandbox. Like, it was literally like it was some like sort of like childish. Of like your wife fucked your best friend and you walked in on it. Like, yeah. that was how heated he was. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was. It was crazy. Because this chick wouldn't fuck him in a pizza shop. He was wounded. It's not that she wouldn't, she wouldn't even talk to him. I mean, I don't no. know, whatever. It's, it's not... I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I mean, in that moment, you like realize... Because like, I'm not going to lie. Like When the guy went off on the girl for, for talking smack... When the guy went off on the girl for talking smack... Like, in my head, I'm like, that's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, then no, it got, to a, like, then I got to a point where it's like, all right, like, let's chill out. Like, I wonder what that... Like, what... I wonder, like, what the... And, like, when I left, like, when I woke up the next day, I was kind of like, oh, like... Like, first, I was like, yeah, I've never been to La Marina before. And secondly... <laughs> He's like, the first thing, yo... You I'm going like, to keep saying that I've been to La Marina. Goes, bro, I've never been to La Marina. I've never been to La Marina. But, um... What was I going to say? Second thought, I was like, damn, it must be brutal for girls to have to interact with that... Cause like she seemed very well equipped for us. So she must have been doing that like all night, or maybe even for years, um, at a time. <coughs> Which is, I mean, I don't know. It's probably yeah. So you imagine like that, just like in your toolkit. If you if you gotta like deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. But then also, I guess if you're the pretty girl, like people are shooting their shots so much that like you need an assistant it's kind to of, screen those phone calls. Yeah. It's kind of weird. But like, from our point of view, right? From our point of view, we're always like, oh, like, there's always the duff, like, the designated ugly fat friend. Although we don't really, like, necessarily, like, say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, because like, he pulled that out quick. Yeah, fuck out of here. Everyone says duff. We used to call them grenades when, um, <laughs> when Jersey Shore was when popular. Jersey Shore was popular. I mean, it's, it is what it is. You know, we can, we can stand here and debate the semantics of who this individual is, but everyone knows who that individual is. Oh, yeah. And, I just I never respected that position until until well, the thing I was that almost she was, fought that he fat Dominican like kid. She was cock because that's the thing that happens is a fucking chubby chick cock blocks you if you're trying to have sex with her friend because she's sick of all the attention going to her friend. But that wasn't even the case. She was she just trying like to get this guy calls. to fucking lay off. Yeah, exactly. She was like being like the first line of defense. Yeah, yeah. She's being like the receptionist. Yeah, exactly. She's but like, I guess like a fucking have secretary. A hot, but for girl, the for girls, if they have a hot friend, then they need to take that position. That must be so. You accurate. can have a whole friendship based off of your ability. Imagine to Imagine being the secretary for your hotter friend. If you had like some jacked dude, and you had to be like, "No, nah, don't touch him, you're like bitch." The, <laughs> you're like the receptionist for your friend's pussy. Yeah, that's weird. Because your pussy's getting no reception. <laughs> if that's the case. But I mean, it wouldn't even be like. It's not even like they could like. I don't know, in a receptionist situation, like, you could, like... I thought she was... She wasn't even that bad. Look, like, you know what the thing is, though? When it gets cute. late in the night... She had an attitude, though. She was... I mean, she was per, She was perfect for two and a half... 
two uh two and a half two and a half in the morning two thirty in the morning <laughs> he's got his white wine out he's getting fucking wasted off that weight watchers wine take a little sip you know, take a little, a little sip of that weight watchers wine oh weight watchers shout out to weight watchers yeah, Ralph Rank. shout out to our sponsor weight watchers thank but, you but um for, but yeah, yeah i don't know pussy receptionist that's a that's a yeah and also like but when you get to that point you look but at then it, i think we're chubby. probably psychotic because the girls are like now nah, we're just friends like why would you think of it but that's true. Like, uh, but it's true. Yeah. You have to yeah, because they don't sit and she doesn't look. All right, Sherry, you can be my pussy receptionist tonight because I know your fat ass isn't gonna get any flirting. <laughs> There's no way they like gear up for the night like that. She's like, all right, Sherry, put on your overalls and your fucking shin guards because I'm gonna need you. But to do get you think the they're like all getting ready together? Because like I, I've heard from girls that like the best part of the night is like getting ready together. Yeah, like the girls love. The aspect of getting ready together. And it's probably they love the aspect of getting ready together because that's when they're all legitimately equal. Because they all are getting ready and believing they have the same potential to do the same thing. I don't believe they're definitely not going out looking to get fucked. If anything, the chubby girl's looking at going out looking to have sex more than the hot girl is because she can get it whenever she wants, wherever she wants. I don't think girls go out looking for like to get dick that much. They, I think most girls that go out to like clubs and shit just like to dance with their friends, maybe dance with a dude. But like dudes go out in like packs, like we're all gonna fuck bitches on the dance floor yeah. and then leave them because fuck these whores. Like yeah, literally, yeah, guys yeah. got like so amped up, and they like, just fail horribly. Pizza on naked bitches in the club, like, yeah. and it's like, yeah, it's always I have forty-eight dollars exactly. And then you see these furious dudes in their watermelon polos screaming at chubby girls in the fucking... The outfit wasn't even that great. It was oh. a trash outfit. As Tim Rocks is Adidas visor. And his How'd you get that fucking weed, bro? Yeah, yo. Sean was smoking my girlfriend. Fucking Sean. Bring that bo- Bring the fucking jar back. Sean's been coming here. over to my apartment fucking lately to asshole. edit these fucking podcasts and we've been just sitting there like editing videos next to each other and then he'll slowly but surely smoke all of my girlfriend's weed. I got a fucking earful last night. She was like, yo... She's like, Sean owes me weed. And I texted Sean. I was like, yo, you owe Talia weed. And he literally goes, nah, bro, I smoked the other weed. <laughs> I was like, nah, yo, she says you smoked the weed. And he literally immediately changed. He's like, nah, yo, only a little bit of weed. And I finally, I just said, yo, can you just give her some, like, please? And he just goes, yeah, no problem. I was like, anything to make this stop. Because yeah, right? I'm on a rooftop trying to, like, enjoy a view in New York. And my girlfriend's like, Sean smoked all my weed. It's like, yo. You want in? Yo, you want in, Sean? Yo. Formerly of, do I want to? Nah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> Mad gay. This little white wine. Here, Sean. Oh, God. Cheers. Cheers. The CGI Luke's hand in there. Yes. Give me the glass. Can we fucking? Can we add? Can we give Luke personality and post? <laughs> Can we CGI? Can we, can we CGI Luke some charisma? Bro, we go to the library later. <laughs> That's all right, dude. dude look at this. Me slashing on this. Oh, I haven't had a drink in a week. That You're feels amazing. I'm gonna get drunk on. Um, I'm afraid. I'm just afraid if I have a sip, I'm just gonna want to like get wasted. It's kind of how I. I don't. You know, dude, just have a drink. I'm not like that though, really. How often do we just? How often have you seen me just have a? I guess I've had a couple Coronas here. I could do it if it's if it's a beer because I genuinely like the taste of beer. I don't mind the taste of wine, but like I'd rather just if I'm gonna drink that, I'm just gonna want to feel drunk. You're gonna feel drunk anyways. You haven't had a drink in a week. I feel great. I had one sip. This is how this is how grown ups drink. I guess I don't know. Tim, this is such a classic peer pressure. A kid peer pressures me so much. He look at look at the big fucking grin on his face. I mean, you can think so, that if you want, but at the end of the day. 
We got a Here's K- salute. Yo, we got a K-Town to... Uh, should I not say this? No, it's... All right, fuck it. We got a K-Town to... Uh, we used to go to this place called Turntable. <clears throat> yeah, we used to. Club in K... Yeah, we used to. We uh, used to go to... This, we, we go to this bar... And- I mean, we still do, but we used to as well. <laughs> right, Mitch Hedberg? <laughs> fucking Mitch Hedberg joke. Rest in peace, John McCain. Uh, fucking... And- yeah. And Aretha. Um, we're dating this podcast, but yeah, it's in the wake of two two giant deaths, John McCain and uh, Mitch Hedberg. But we used to go to this place called Turntable. We still go in Koreatown. And when I first moved here, we would go there to like kind of get a little vacation from our girlfriends. And because they had all these hot, young Asian waitresses and bartenders, <laughs> one named Peggy, one named Joanne, all these hot Asian waitresses and bartenders. You bring it up on Facebook. And uh, one by one, they each stopped working there. And now Tim and I still go. They're like, yeah, like a night away from our fucking girlfriends. And we get there and it's literally just this Asian just dude named Paul who works there. Paul's cool Paul though. Paul just but... gives us three beers. We have the saddest fucking like dude, last night time Paul, out. Paul gave us a fucking bottle of soju and, and a round of a Yeah, because he feels bad because we go there and act like we're going to get, we walk in there with like get pussy confidence like we're gonna talk to some it's chicks. just like like your phones don't work very well you're you go upstairs it's like a it's like a, and there's no asian waitress anymore it's just one asian last guy last time i went with gabe one asian it was all man. it's literally all dudes now yeah it's like all dudes we just chill with them now we literally like we go there like it's gonna be this big party and we're like we're going to turntable let's turn the tables and we get in there and there's one asian guy named paul's like yo you just want free stuff paul gave us uh he gave us what did he give us he gives mozzarella sticks, a round of beers, and a bottle of soju. He loves us. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Shout out to Paul. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Why, why did we used to? Uh, I, I go there. Uh, whatever. I don't know. I've been going to K Town since I was fucking like, know, fifteen. Yeah. What was it, what was the spot? Red Bar. What was it like? Oh, it was a fucking dump. Of course. Took a bunch of couches there, and like, we were all like fifteen, and they never carred, and like the, sh- the sh- everything was so watered down, and like. We'd sneak in uh, water bottles full of like wild turkey. <laughs> oh yeah. And I remember we'd we'd order shots from the waitress, and then when she'd drop off the shot glasses, like we wouldn't let her take the shot glasses back. We'd be like, no, we're gonna we're gonna keep these, and like we'd pour shots like in the in like the karaoke rooms. They'd be like, why are you keeping the the shot glasses? They're like no no reason. Like, oh, don't worry about it. Like just you don't have to work tonight. Like just get out of here. Why do the, the places that let you in underage are always the biggest fucking dumps? And that's why they get busted and they get shut down. If they had one nice place that didn't ID, they'd never get found out. Oh, dude, it was the it was like the shittiest place ever. They had like Skittle shots or like Skittle shots were like eight bucks, and this is like two thousand five. It was like a fucking like little tiny thing with like uh-huh. three Skittles in the bottle, bottom and some vodka. Cheap. I mean, eight bucks. Oh, eight bucks. That's crazy. Yeah, but like they didn't card. So that's a good. That's a good. The place in Buffalo. It was always Asian spots. Even in in Mount Kisco, this place called um, Okinawa, where people go get sake bombs, and we were like fucking like they're like fourteen, fifteen. They get sake bombs. The sake bombs were like twenty five (laughs) dollars. Like all the kids could pay it. I mean, (laughs) just using their parents' money. I mean, I never. I didn't go to Okinawa. I went to Okinawa once when I was like was it twenty? No, it wasn't that good. And what people I didn't like. In Buffalo, we actually just called the pub. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. We just they let us in for free, and we get hammered in there. And uh, my, I got, I lost my virginity like right in outside the of there in a in, in a car right out basically like in yeah, the back. Yeah, you lose it too. <laughs> Megan Swanson and yeah, that was a dope. Well, 
I was she like a whore? Was she like a hoe that like everyone had fucked, or was it like really like weird and like? I mean, in case she sees you, you're like two little wood nymphs like discovering each other. Listen, she, all right, I was for certain. I was definitely a wood nymph. She was not a wood nymph by any means. Oh, she wasn't a wood nymph. She was the whole tree, dude. Yeah, yeah. She had fucking. She had her roots planted in that town. She's only a year older than me, but much more experienced. And her boyfriend was like this big fucking oxy addict at the time. Like he's like fucking crazy. He would. This girl that she she sucked your dick and you came immediately. No, that's that's Angelina Falsetti. Shout out to Angelina Falsetti. She lost weight. She looks good. Um, But uh, she's. But uh, <laughs> fucking Megan Swanson, Megan Swanson, we uh, we were inter- we went to a dispatch concert, a free concert on like a Wednesday, and we were drinking, and then we had sex on the driver's seat of my white Subaru Forester with the steering wheel. Why well, you sex like, in the driver's seat? Bumping into the steering wheel, her ass is like, and I was terrified. I didn't know what I was doing, and I was like uh. blackout drunk. And then she was like, we should go somewhere else, because like her friend walked up to the window. So we drive to the pub, to the back of the pub, yeah. and we we're like. Kind of going. You didn't go in the, the back seat. No, I was a virgin. Uh, I don't know. I was like, oh, you got to be in, in command and control. Yeah, that's not even like that's like a sexual, sexual thing. Think, it's like no. I mean, I think I wanted to grab the. I think I wanted to grab the steering wheel. Oh, he puts his seatbelt on. Fucking <laughs> 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 driver's goggles. I was a virgin. Doesn't have anything to do with like the knowledge of space. <laughs> yeah, like she's like looking at me. She's like, why are you clutching the e brake? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hazard lights on, like (laughs) moving the seat all the way forward. (laughs) Just want to marinate. Oh my god! Yeah, but that's like that's not like a virgin thing. That's like space to to move. I mean, I think it's something you do when you're dumb and young, which like virgins are. But fucking, then we drove to the back of the pub and kind of continued in the also the driver's seat of the car. And we get out, and her boyfriend is there. They're like fucking. This dude used to like like pound like twelve opanas a day, like just like rip through pills like Zans and fucking Percocet and shit and he's there with like his little this little guy named Con- Con- Connor Hans, some fucking little yeah he's like fuck him man like literally like the classic like side kid like get him boss like that yeah, dude yeah, yeah. this kid was real tall and he had a beer bottle in his hand he's like what the fuck is going on yeah. and he's like screaming yeah. and he's just yelling so loud because he's so angry that the cops came and right when he's about to come at me with this beer i didn't know but my buddy chris was like standing right next to me who was like huge and he was like just like you're not gonna do anything chris was, in the car. Chris was, chris was sucking my dick it was, that's, that's the, the twist of the story is i just lost my virginity to chris <laughs> yeah like, Yo, why are you in the driver's seat i was like chris made me yeah just made me sit on his lap while I was fucking Angelina Falsetti. Nah, you got the stories wrong, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Angelina Falsetti was my first blowjob, and she started sucking my dick. Like, she started blowing me at the beginning of the final battle in Kung Fu Panda 1. Oh, Between wow. the panda and the giant evil tiger. And I came so fast that... After I came and we were sitting there like relaying, I looked back at the camp. I looked back at the TV, and the battle was still going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even make it to the end of the fight. Yeah, it's yeah. like a four-minute battle, dude. I lasted for like fifteen seconds. I mean, I mean that's, that's what you can expect. expect. Yeah, dude. She was a she was a pro. I mean, you probably remember it that way. I mean, I think I still think now. If you go back in time and watch yourself get your dick sucked. Do you think if I got that same blowjob now? Do you think I would think it was pro, or do you think I would be like this is a very average? Uh, no, I'll just be like, stop looking at me. I'd be like, this is statutory rape. <laughs> same blowjob from the same sixteen-year-old. If I got a blowjob from sixteen, this is horrible. This is horrible. How great it is. <laughs> 
Oh, this is the best first blowjob I've ever. No, I don't know. I don't know. Oh man, you always. I think you always remember things better than they were. But also, yeah, you you remember them crazier than they were. You go to the fucking. uh, It was. What did I see the other day that was not nearly as big as I thought? I mean, even that I did this show last. I did a show last night at this fucking like rooftop patio thing we had done on there a few months ago. Yeah, the guy in the building behind us. The last time yelled out his window, like, keep it down. And I remember it being like this giant apartment building. And I walked out to the back patio and it was like this tiny, like two, like three story building. Yeah, that was just two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Your fucking head makes everything seem like it's this epic movie. So I guess what you're saying is K-Town sucks. Yeah, K-Town's whack, dude. There's no way. <laughs> we need to get Angelina Falsetti employed at Where else are we going to go? We're out in New York City? Yeah. La Marina, bro. Tu no eres la ganga. It's very Caribbean. Yeah. Watch out for the machetes. Um, so, guys, what were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> talking I about, saw uh, Crazy Rich Asians. How was it? This was all right. I yeah? Mean, the fucking... You love Asians, so you probably like, I mean, like yeah, to... Yeah, my girlfriend's Asian, so... Yep. <laughs> when Roe Martin, who's a comic in New York, he was on a stage my show the other day, and they were like, someone thought he was on, when he's on stage, someone thought he was talking to this Asian dude in the sign. He's like, no, nah, him? No, nah, man, I ain't talking to crazy rich Asian. He like screamed it in the guy's face, destroyed. And he goes, man, y'all been real cocky since that movie came out. He's like, y'all walking around like, oh, crazy rich Asian. He said, y'all think y'all are y'all Wakanda forever shit. <laughs> it's true. I thought the same exact thing. What was it like? What's the movie about? It's alright. It's like a, it's like a wedding movie. Oh, like Big Fat Greek Wedding? It's like a romantic story about how like <laughs> a romantic story where nobody shows emotion uh, in their face. Yeah, really romantic. No, the Esther are uh, not Esther. <laughs> Esther Ku? Esther Ku? No, it's not her name. It's um <clears throat> Margaret Cho. Woo. Bobby what Lee. What the fuck is the lead's name? The the girl is amazing. The the guy is not so good. The guy Henry Golding. <laughs> First off, he can't speak Chinese. They had this whole scene where he's in like Singapore, like ordering food, and he's just like butchering the whole fucking thing. You get to like moo goo guy pants. It's like, dude, you're you're not from Singapore. Bro. Like I don't know who the I don't know who the lead. He like sounds. They should have got like John Cho. It sounds like he's being racist towards Asian people. I mean, I don't know. He, he just wasn't speaking. It didn't sound. Like. He spoke Chinese one time in the movie, and he fucked it. He fucked it up. Yeah. So I can just imagine. That's the that's the problem when you work production work. You like you're like thinking realistically. What are they gonna film if this guy can't fucking speak Chinese? So I don't know what that guy Henry Golding like. What is uh, so you, nationality? Yeah, because we've been working these PA gigs, and now you know like if this guy can't speak Chinese, this guy can't like- speak Chinese. But you got to strike this scene. You got to strike that scene. There's a whole scene where they're they're making dumplings, and everyone at the table is speaking Chinese to each other, and he doesn't add anything. But the the girl the girl is good from um, Fresh Off the Boat. She plays Eddie Wang's mom. Yeah, Fresh Off the Boat. I can't remember her name. Wu. Something Wu. Esther Wu is a Christine. No, it's not Esther Wu. It's Christine Wu. Christine Wu, I think. She's good. She's good. And the and uh the girl that played his sister was very good as well. So there's like a whole storyline. I don't know, man, but like there's like this one scene, right? Where where like so the whole the whole story is like um it's kinda like um My Fair Lady. You know My Fair Lady? Or like Pygmalion. It's like, oh, if I can take, can I take like this, like this, is it nature versus nurture? Like what makes a good person? Da, da, da. Yeah. So like the girl is basically from a, like a poor background. Her mom worked hard and now she's like a, an economies, she's nature. economics professor at, um, shut up. No, she's nurture. No, she's nature. She's from the poor background, dude. She's nature. She's from the poor background. What makes her 
a good person is how she's been raised. So it's the nurture. Nature would be, oh, if you're born poor, you're meant to be low class. No, no, no. Isn't it like which one is better for you? No, no. It's which one defines who you are as a person. Oh. So like the whole point of My Fair Lady or Pygmalion was that there's like a, some bet between like some rich guys. Have you ever seen Trading oh, Spanglish? Like, ever seen Trading like Spanglish. Places? It's like ever Spanglish. I, I don't remember Spanglish. That's the only <laughs> movie I saw alone as a child. The Spanglish. And you uh, just blocked it out of your memory? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> what? Those guys are speaking Spanglish. Because I lied, to my, I lied to my mom that I was going to go do that. I was going to go see this movie, and like it ended up with like I couldn't hang out with anyone, so I ended up actually seeing the movie. Oh, that's real sad. Disco. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a storyline: nature versus nurture, whatever, whatever. But there's this whole scene where like, <clears throat> like the guy, the guy is extremely rich. Like he owns a lot of property in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So like crazy rich that's where it comes from crazy rich asians and there's like a scene where uh his sister uh fuck i can't remember what her name uh, astrid that's her name in the movie i don't know where what or Gemma Gemma chan Gemma chan she's a good actress she's she gives her husband a watch but like they're supposed to be like super like <clears throat> so the singapore the singapore branch of the family is supposed to be super chinese and the the nyu professor is supposed to be like americanized and like there's like this whole scene where like, but like her mom's Chinese, but then there's this whole scene where like she's explaining to her that you have to wear a red dress, <clears throat> like why you have to wear a red dress to meet her parents. <laughs> and it's like I, I was like, I mean that's a little bit. I, they made it. They made it. They made it palatable for like like really uncultured white people to understand what was happening. Yeah. But then they added like a mahjong game. You at the know. End. You know a lot about Asian shit though. Yeah, but that was like. So you you could see the holes. It wasn't like completely for. It wasn't completely. <clears throat> they weren't. It's not like it's not like how they how they market things where it's like oh this is a movie like you know where it's the Asians are lead da 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 like. You're still gonna try and market it to a demo like a like a demographic like you know what I mean like. It's like an Asian movie for Asian people and white people. It's like making it's like making Asian culture palatable for white people. Yeah. In the form of a Hollywood movie, which you can't you can't not do that, and still make a Hollywood movie. No. Like they're still kind of half-assing it. But it was it was good. <laughs> like she gave her husband a watch. It's like you, in Chinese culture, like you're never supposed to give someone a watch. Why? Because it's like your time's up. It means you're gonna die. Like you can tell, like. This, yeah, you're gonna no, get it's divorced. Like bad, it's like bad luck. Like your time's up. Asian people don't use watches. They don't. They don't. They don't. You don't give someone a watch. You don't gift a watch. You don't gift a watch. You just buy a watch for yourself. You can buy a watch for yourself. I mean, that's crazy. That how many white people do you think watched the movie and knew that that was bullshit? I only know. I, I said it to my girlfriend. She's like, yeah. You got to be like the only. Cause that's because Michelle. I I used to wear a black plastic watch that Michelle bought for herself, <clears throat> and um, she was she like didn't want me to wear it. Cause it's like bad Chinese she's, luck. She's like, but I was like, yeah, but you didn't give it to me. You bought it for yourself, and I took it from you. Cause then she went and got an. She went and got a fucking. She got a Apple, uh, watch. An Apple watch, and I'm over here with a fucking plastic swatch. <laughs> I lost that thing, so it was there bad you go. luck. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> you were rolling through turntable with the plastic swatch. Like, what's up, fellas? What's up, yo? I got this from my girlfriend. Yo, what's up, Paul? Ooh. You want to fuck? Yeah. What? Yeah. What's up, Paul? You cute. Um... <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, no, it was good though. It you gotta good. be the only white person that's seen that movie. Not Asian people, white person that's seen that movie and watched the watching and go, nah, it's bullshit. Dude, dude, Chinese dude. people would never do that. I've, I've, You're I've, the only person I know with enough knowledge of a- only white person I know with it? enough knowledge of Asian people that would even know. You could take literally every other white person I've ever met 
other than you and make them watch Crazy Rich Asians and they would never know that like oh that watch scene's bullshit Chinese people would never do that like but then, that's you're the, the only person that's I the only part where it's like they're supposed to because that <clears throat> part of the family was supposed to be like very uh, like traditional and like the American girl that he was bringing back to see his family was supposed to be like all oh, like wild and like following her ambitions and like but like and her parents are like no his parents are like she's no good a fucking McDonald's cheeseburger. It's like if you took a it took a culture and made it into a fucking McDonald's cheeseburger. It's like, China, it's like Panda Express. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Kind of the Panda Express of movies. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's not... It's not a film. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like... You're not, like, capturing anything. There's no art. Specifically the watch scene. I mean, the watch scene was bullshit. I can't believe that made that pass, like... The really? China? Like, they're supposed to be, like... the. I mean, I, I had a problem with that. <laughs> but... I guess fucking Hollywood didn't. Chinese woman giving her husband a watch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> dude, you, you. I'm out. Dude, you being like the speaker for Asian Asian people, Asian like representation in Hollywood would be so funny. <laughs> bro, this is mad inaccurate, bro. Mongolians would never do that. I'm not saying. I'm just saying like that's the part that kind of like took me out of it because it's like, like you're watching. You're watching like every fucking movie with the Asian lead. You're like, bro, Cambodian would never eat a cheeseburger. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're I mean, fucking. They might, no, they love cheeseburgers. He speaks like a little bit of every Asian language. It's crazy. He knows all about the food. I should go back to college. <laughs> dude, college is fucking... <laughs> college doesn't teach you anything, first off. I don't understand why people dude, go to college. Dude, Yo, Tim went to UMass Boston, and he dude, fucking... We were sophomores together. Oh, we were sophomores together. Tim was eight fucking is seven years older than me. How, uh, you're not that much older. What, uh, what are you, 29? Four years older than you. 28? Yeah. You're 28. You're five years older than me. Yeah. yeah, that's not bad. So you were you were both sophomores in college. I was twenty. I was twenty one. Still out here though. Twenty twenty one. It was twenty five, twenty six. Sophomore in college. You're sophomore. He's like, bro, you're sophomore, bro. Me too. And he had like a fucking full beard. I'm like, is this guy okay? He's like, bro, I used to go to college in Buffalo. Got kicked out for assaulting an officer, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, oh dope, dude. Up charge. All right, well, I'm, I was like, all right, well, I'm signing up for the open mic. So can you please uh, stop puffing you your chest out? Can you get out of the way of the bucket. Can you get out of the way of the fucking open mic bucket? I want to go talk. About Scott Chandler, and this one time, all right, give me the. So basically, he is in this lecture hall, and he gets his paper back, and he finds out he got like a D minus. Philosophy class. Ethics and morals. The study of violence. He had a D minus. First of all, you like over you overwrote. I wrote nine pages of fucking. uh, It was supposed to be a two two column notes. Yeah, it was supposed to be your notes were supposed to be like two chapters. It should have been like it should have been like maybe three pages. Yeah, and he wrote nine pages of two. Two columns, separated notes, like yeah, extremely yeah. detailed. Yeah, and the yeah, guy yeah. gave you like a D minus, right? D minus, yeah, the, the lowest he could give me. You thought you defined something right, and oh, so basically, like the whole project was like you're supposed to read two chat. You're supposed to read these two chapters of this book called Violence, by um, I forget the guys. The guy that wrote it was John John Fix John Fitzsimmons or Doctor John McNamara, yeah, 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 some yeah, fucking Irish name. Some guy that worked, uh, fucking that worked Irish for, loser. Some guy that worked, uh, some guy that was a psychologist. Oh, Daddy, you gotta be a good person, though. Yeah, the guy who wrote the book is actually a psychologist that uh, he's from NYU, and he's he teaches in NYU Abu Dhabi. Just wasted right now, and uh, and he wrote this book. It's called Violence, and like in, in the the first chapter, so the, like the, the real artistic part of the chapter is like, oh, the only way my grandfather knew how to you know interpret the world was through his two hands. You know, chopping down wood. You know, control of his family life through through violence, right? Like beating the kid, beating the wife, uh, and then so so basically, what the what the project was is you're supposed to take take go line by line and find things, find uh, find lines, and then define them. 
how they relate back to the the core story of like what how was, violence is used lines? in society. <clears throat> You're supposed to so, define. I took that. I took that. Like, oh, he he related to the he related to the world through violence. So like, I, I wrote that. I wrote that. Um, that violence was inherent in survival. So I, I took yeah. that. I took that excerpt where it's like, oh, he cleared the brush and used his he used his hands to do so many things, and he also used them to express violence, whatever, whatever. So I wrote I wrote the summary is that is that violence is inherent in the struggle to survive, right? So I'm like I'm like trying to find a point. Like if I had if I had one point that made sense at the end of the page, he said none of these points correlate. None of the, none of the uh, points in the left column correlate to the, the right summaries column. on the right. And well, in the left column, you put in left column is like one is like an excerpt from what you read, and, and then the, the right and the left column, column you expand upon hands, it. He used his he hands. He used his hands. Yeah, yeah. And so it was the thing about the hands. In the right column, you said he used violence to relate to the world. Violence started, was inherent in the struggle to survive. And what well, what was the word you kept defining inherent? So I asked. You him, wanted to so I just, I just, He's like, he's like taking questions about the chapters, whatever. So I'm sitting there. I'm raising my hand. Like, I'm like, so if if I were, so also like when you read something and someone asks you to summarize in your own view in a philosophy class, like, there's no way for it to be wrong. But um, so I'm like, I read it. I was like, so if if someone, <laughs> yeah, this guy's giving Tim a D minus on his opinion. Fucking D minus. Like giving him his feelings. He's and like, I, oh, I that's how you feel, Tim. D minus. I was like, I was like, I've been the year before. Yeah. And I was like really into it. I'd gone to this fucking. I had this guy. He, he was. By the way, he's dressed exactly like this in yeah, philosophy class, with a Weight Watchers bottle of white wine. I was like, <laughs> I was like, bro, bro. You know, it's inherent to survival is low calorie wine. Yeah. So fucking. So the, so the guy, so the guys, the guys like uh, I'd been to this guy's Christmas party. Yeah. The semester before, so this is uh, this is spring semester. We're getting off track. What are we, what are we talking about? The the teacher, I'd been to his Christmas Christmas party at his house. The philosophy teacher, he sent out like an open invite. It was like me and one other fucking weird kid went and had like chocolates and talked with these fucking ultra liberals. This guy was like, this guy had like a homeless person living in his house. This fucking guy, Jonathan Cooper Wheelie. Fucking cocksucker. And he still writes like blog posts. Oh, fuck you. Honestly, he still writes blog posts. We don't fuck with Jonathan Cooper writes, Wheelie. He still writes blog posts that are like, they're very, they're like anti-white male. And he's a white guy. So like, I go on his post and I, I, I literally wrote this on the last blog post. Yet. I said, I said, typical, typical, uh, typical perspective from a straight white male. And they deleted it. Tim's tormenting this guy years later. Jonathan Cooper Wheelie, bro. Fuck this guy. <laughs> Yo, fuck Jonathan Cooper Wheelie. So, if you fucking throw the board, we want you to say so this Jonathan guy, Cooper I mean, Wheelie. What he did, what he did, so what he did was he Send him an email. He, he asked if there are any questions on the paper, on the uh -huh. papers that we done, da, da, da. So I raised my hand, asked him a question. I said, so if if someone read, and then I, I quoted the excerpt from the book, yeah. they wouldn't be able to draw from that that violence uh, is inherent in the struggle to survive. And he was like, oh, what page did you read that on? No, I have the notes, the notes are annotated right here, page, page 63. He says, what, what's the excerpt? And I immediately start reading the excerpt. I was like, so if one were to read that, would they not be able to summarize that violence is inherent in the struggle to survive? And he goes, uh, he goes what, do you, what do you mean by inherent? Which is like, that's semantics. Like a semantic argument is like the weakest argument you can make in philosophy is that, is that two people... Two people can like may have different definitions of what a word means, so then necessarily you can never come to an agreement on what someone to be else like is relative. saying. Relative, and so what Tim starts doing is Tim's getting all heated, and so I'm like, I'm like inherent, just, I'm just like, like in the pizza shop. Tim takes off his flannel, he's fucking. No, in I, his didn't, white I didn't. I didn't get up. I was just in there. I was in there. Tato, tato to Jonathan. I, I wanted to. To Jonathan Cooper Wheelie, going, hey Jonathan Cooper Wheelie, you ever been to La Marina, bro? 
fucking screaming at him in Spanish. I didn't scream at him. I didn't scream at him. No, no, Tim was very. But what Tim did is he started asking in his phone. Inherent. No, 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 no. So I defined. So I. So what happened is I defined inherent for him and the way I believe it. Like it's part and parcel. Like it comes comes hand in hand. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that. Well, that's not that's not the definition that I would use for inherent. And I was like, so then, professor, what what definition would you use for inherent? And then he says, I'm not here to define words for you that you've already used. And he goes and picks on the next person. So then I start, I raise my hand. I said, like, can you define inherent for me, sir? And he's not picking on me. So I have my hand. I'm like, can you define inherent for me, sir? Sir, please. I'm a, I'm a student. I pay my tuition. I I just wish you could define this word for me. And uh, he goes, if you continue with this, I'll call 911. That's what he said to me. And I have my the hand raised. So, so, <laughs> so I put my hand down and I fucking I grab my phone. And I go, Siri, can you define inherent for me? In the middle of the lecture hall, he's doing this. In the middle, yeah. The, and I sat in the front row because I wanted to be on Dean's list. How again. many people were in the lecture hall? There was like 18 people in there. Yeah. And, um, and he's going, you're going, Siri, can you define inherent? Siri's yelling out Siri's towards John. Yelling Cooper out the definition of inherent. And, uh, <laughs> At Jonathan and he's like, if you continue with this, I'm going to call 911 on you. I was like, I was like, sir, I just wish that you could, like, like, could you tell me that so if i read this excerpt then i couldn't get this definition out of it and so he he like leaves the room he leaves the room and like a uh, security guard comes down this dude jesse this like old black dude in a suit of course jesse and uh <laughs> it wasn't in, it was in uh it was in a, a high school in boston he comes down he's, he's like we he's like we could do this the easy way or the hard way buddy what do you want to do i was like i don't understand what you mean by easy or hard way i just want to know what the definition of inherent is and he's like, all right, sounds like it's going to be the hard way. I was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. So then 15 minutes later, 15 minutes later, two two Boston police officers show up and escort me out of the room. Tim kept having Siri define inherent until he got dragged out of the room by Boston, uh, I, by Boston police officers. I had Siri do it once. I had Siri do it once. And then when he came back, I was like, sir, are you ready to, to define inherent for me, sir? And he tried to keep talking. I was like, sir, I still have a question. Excuse me, sir. So I still have a question. He's like, if anyone, no, 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 we're going to break up into two groups. And he like starts yelling over me and he breaks everyone up into two groups. I'm going to sit in the middle of the class. Like, not, not in either not, group? Not in either group. I'm just like, sir, <laughs> um, I really wish you could define it here. So he called the cops on me. And then the, the next day I was like, dude, what the fuck am I going to do? Da, da, da. So I had a, I, he, he called the cops on me, never reported it to anyone. And they gave me my money back for that class. You never reported to anyone. I had a meeting with like the dean of admissions, this guy Mark something or other. It was a total fucking cocksucker too. They're all fucking fascist cocksuckers. At, at University of Massachusetts. Any Boston. university. At any university. Boston. They're all like they're all paramilitary fascists. Fucking, it's unbelievable. They weasel their way into these fucking realms so they can like live in this black and white world, just like pedantic narcissists. It just ugh. Unbelievable. They just want to walk in lockstep. It's like goose stepping across the fucking UMass Boston campus together. Fucking backed by the fucking police force. It's unbelievable. With the white Adidas visor. So he calls the cops on me. He calls the cops on me. Never. He never says anything about it. The idea of you talking about fascism with a giant glass of Weight Watchers wine and a fucking Adidas it's visor. It's really unbelievable. It's a travesty. He should have been. He should have been fired. He should have been reprimanded. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. He he called the cops on me. Never reported it. Yeah. So I was the first one to bring it to the attention of the school. I told my advisor. My advisor told me to tell the dean of admissions. The dean of admissions says, oh, like, can you guys just like meet, shake hands, and like da-da-da. They're all fucking fascists. They are. They all back up for each other. They all back each other up, cover each other's tails. Fuck Jonathan. And then I had some other fucking horrible teacher named Hormaz Haddadi. 
He's fucking Iranian idiot. <laughs> now he wasn't an idiot because he was Iranian. He was just Iranian and an idiot. I have a lot of Iranian friends that are extremely intelligent. This guy, Hormoz Sadati, stupid as fuck. Stupid as fuck. He's like, you see, you see the world is pigeons. you pigeon, And you're paying $10,000 for this semester of school. And they bring in some fucking quack adjunct professor. Guy was fucking, guy was writing fucking assignments on an electric typewriter. Didn't know what a fucking email address is. Oh, yeah, this is the top of the line. What the fuck am I going to be? What the fuck? Literally every dude, every 15 minute, every time we have a 15 minute break, I leave for a half hour. Hormas he didn't have any notes. He didn't have any class notes. I got money back for this class too. Because I'm supposed to get written class notes. Tumor doesn't want to. Tumor doesn't want to do anymore because he's sober. I mean, it's all good. Proud of this guy. Proud of him too, man. Cheers for the board. <laughs>